Hello, lovely. It's Shauna Lee, and welcome back to the Soul Frequency Show podcast, where we're stepping into the light and raising our frequency together. Each week, we get to return to this sacred space to have conversations about the things we all experience in life, love, health, and career. A space where we, as spiritual beings, having this human experience, can amplify our gifts and remember our truth. The title of this episode is Reprogramming Unhealed Traumas. So I'm not sure if all of you have had this experience, but I know some of you have. have everybody, has everybody been in Sacred Circle? Do we know what Sacred Circle is? Um, I really feel like this is something that's important at this time. One of the things that Sacred Circle provides um, is a safe and loving environment. And what I know to be true about transformation and raising your frequency is that one of the things that unlocks the ability to be able to, to transition into new realities, to reality jump, like I call it, is this feeling of ultimate safety. It's almost like this higher, like sacred mother love, like total nurturing, total safety, total loving environment. Um, and in sacred circle, we can create this with energy. So when we bring together heart-centered people under a certain intention to create a safe and loving place, this is a place where you can transmute a lot of old energy and past pain. You can allow yourself to raise your frequency and connect to new opportunities, to have a new vantage point in life. And whether you've been in sacred circles or whether this is a new concept to you, um, we do this in the Soul Frequency Experience, which I will be hosting at the beginning of 2021. It is a very powerful small group experience where we come together, women from around the world, and sit in sacred circle. And I don't think anybody who's been through the experience could even describe what it was prior to having the experience. And then after it's like, oh my gosh, I never want to leave this experience. Can we just do this forever? And so what's coming through a lot at the end of this year is this is a time where we need to get into safe and loving places so that we can heal, so that we can open up to our soul purpose, so that we can feel like confident and really clear on how we want to move forward. We've kind of been over this threshold of 2020, and it's really important that we have learned our lessons and that we know where to go to offload the stuff that doesn't feel so good, right? To not have to carry that around anymore. That's what we're really being called to do. And so I decided to bring together anyone who would like to come into Sacred Circle and set a really powerful intention and clear some energy. And so we're going to talk about some of the keys to manifesting clarity and confidence in your soul mission, what your unique soul mission is, what happens a lot in the soul frequency experience is like an activation of your soul mission. So all of a sudden, something you might not even seem, have seen before starts to take shape. Um, so I'm going to be doing that in this sacred circle. Also, 
if you're feeling like, you know, you're here for a reason, you're seeing the signs, you're seeing the angel numbers, you're seeing, you know, feathers, you're seeing butterflies, like everywhere you go, you're like, there's a bigger recognition here. Um, and yet maybe we're not sure how to put all those puzzle pieces together or what your soul's highest alignment is, because there are multiple, uh, levels of alignment that we can rise to in this lifetime. So when I say your soul's highest alignment, I mean, what is the highest purpose you can serve in this lifetime? Um, that would be, of course, the most joyous and fulfilling, but also serve in the biggest way. So we all have, you know, a highest alignment. And that's um, one of the things I think is important to activate at this time. So if you want to come and sit in sacred circle with me and other heartfelt um, women, then you can go to thesoulfrequency.com forward slash soul purpose. Uh, we are going to be doing this on November, gosh, I think it's November 19th. Um, you can go to the link. I think it is definitely the 19th. Um, and we're going to come into a really powerful circle. Uh, so I'm excited. I can't wait to meet you guys if I haven't met you and to see faces that I already know and hear you guys. And we're also going to, it's going to be interactive. So um, there's going to be a chance for me to answer your questions and um, yeah, we're just going to go deep into soul purpose. So that'll be fun. And today we're going to talk about healing and reprogramming trauma, how the things in our past and the things in our life influence us. And with us today is Anastasia Girali. She's a certified clinical hypnotherapist and transformation life coach. With her clients, she uses rapid transformation therapy, which was developed by Marissa Peer to help them heal from traumas, overcome addictions, bad habits, and more. Anastasia is passionate about helping individuals heal from past pain and trauma and reprogramming their mind to thrive. She empowers her clients by teaching them the tools to heal themselves, feeling free from habits, addictions, and beliefs that no longer serve them. She's an eternal advocate for all things love-related, especially rose quartz and a morning person who starts every day with a morning ritual of journaling, meditation, and tea. So with no further ado, let's welcome Anastasia Girali to the show. Anastasia, welcome to the show. We're happy you're with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super happy to be here. Yeah, this is an exciting conversation. I mean, you know, um, gosh, we've done so many episodes on the show. And one of the biggest things for me is the power that we have to recreate our lives, to transform past pain, to move into our greatest possibility. And I know that's at the heart of the work that you do. And so can you, before we get into all of your wonderful work, can you just take us back to your journey, a little bit about what brought you to this moment and what made you so passionate about what you're doing? Absolutely. Um, so I think as any person that has uh, decided to start their healing journey, it's obviously pain that triggers you to find a new way, right? Find a new formula that works. And my um, awakening, shall we say, was in 2016 when when I all the balls that I was juggling, I dropped 
one and then they all came tumbling down at the same time or at least that's how it felt um so that was the summer that my uh, marriage fell apart that my business went bust and that my health deteriorated when i suffered um adrenal uh, adrenal fatigue adrenal burnout essentially which is uh, glorified as the entrepreneur's disease <laughs> and yeah as soon as my health collapsed everything around me collapsed at the same time and that was really the um, pivotal moment where I recognized that the formula that I had for life wasn't working because I was doing everything by the book. I was a good girl. I was hardworking. Um, I was doing everything and ticking all the boxes, but it didn't feel right. And it didn't feel the way that I thought it would feel. Um, although my life looked the way that I expected it to look, it didn't feel the way I wanted it to feel. And that was um, very, very much so highlighted when things did fall apart. And obviously after a period of extreme darkness, uh, I decided, or shall we say I didn't decide, I was um, given, given, shall we say, an opportunity to look at the status quo and try a different formula out. So that was when I committed to healing myself first and foremost. Um, and everything else that followed beyond that has just been a journey of unfolding that I am so excited about um, about still exploring and evolving and growing because it never stops. Once you start learning and growing and reprogramming, you realize just how much more potential you can unleash. Yeah, it's really true. And when you look back at that time, um, what what was it for you that, you know, I, I find in transformation that you know, the universe is trying to tell us like, hey, there's another path, right? Or this isn't going well. And we generally like, you know, resist that for a while or or don't look at that. Um, and then, you know, something might happen, like you said, a painful event. And and then it's like, we might not listen again. And then it's like another, you know, painful event. And eventually it's like, you're going to wake up, right? And go, wait a second. So I'm just wondering in your story, since you had, you know, a couple of things that were going on for you, big things in your life, like what was the moment where you finally said to yourself, like, wait a second, like this, you know what I mean? Something's going on here and something needs to change. Mm. So... Uh, a lovely quote that I love <laughs> that I recently heard that pretty much sums it up for me. Change is not painful. It's the resistance to change that is painful. And for me, that was when I was at my lowest uh, and I had pretty much given up. I'd given up on everything. I'd given up on my life. I'd given up on my health. I'd given up on love because for me, it felt like I really did fail publicly and privately on every possible level that I could have failed. So I felt like, therefore, I must be broken, right? And at my darkest hour, I was considering ending my life simply because I couldn't see a way out. And it was 
my mother, who is also one of my guardian angels and biggest cheerleaders, who called me and it was in a conversation on this particular day when I was extremely low and um, absolutely secluded. I had no friends or family around me because I, I felt that they deserted me. But really looking back at it, I see that it was me actually that was isolating myself. And, you know, I was crying and totally my victim mindset. Why me? Why me? Why? Why does this keep happening to me? Why has this you know, why doesn't my husband love me? Why has my business failed? Why me? Why me? And my mom was just so, you know, fed up, I guess. She had her own issues uh, dealing with, with my dad and other problems that she had in her life. And then she had a daughter who was falling apart and she just didn't have any more energy uh, to listen to me being the professional victim that I, I pretty much mastered by that age. And she shook me when she said, you know, when are you going to use this energy and this time that you've been given to pick yourself up rather than cry over spilt milk? And it's that tough love that, you know, you're never quite ready for that triggered me. It triggered me so badly. I hung up the phone. I, you know, didn't speak to her for the next three days um, because I felt like even the person that loves me most doesn't understand me. And it was in my hour of desperation and, and prayer that now I recognize that as guidance, but I got this idea, right? I said, well, if I've got nothing left to lose, then I can, you know, go all in. I really have nothing left to lose. I'm in, I'm in debt up to my eyeballs. Um, I don't have a marriage to try and save anymore. My health has completely failed. So I can totally give this another try and try and do it completely differently. And that was really, now I recognize that as, as divine guidance or divine inspiration. That was really my call to action. And my mother was my trigger. And our triggers are always, always our teachers, right? So that was the moment where my trigger thankfully triggered me into positive action because it can always go the other way as well. That's so cool. And it makes me think about like when, when which I mean, everyone's been there at one time or another in this complete like tornado cycle of like victimhood mm. and if someone's like hey you're not the victim like you know what I mean and triggers you in that moment it's like what you're not going to agree with me that I'm the victim you're not going to like you know acknowledge all of my victimhood it's like it's like you're incensed right it's just like what what and and it's and yet in those moments like for someone that you know obviously is courageous enough loves you enough right to go in there and like meet that head to head it's it can always be a massive turning point because I believe like we don't really get to healing until we take a look at our own victimhood like for me like personal responsibility like there has to be a point where you go okay all this is mine I own everything that happened to me right and now it's my choice and journey to to come up with new tools right and to start to heal this and that that's I think the turning point for a lot of people but I love that story thank you for sharing that and um 
And and sometimes those moments, those little little shakeups are the thing that we exactly need to kind of pop us into like, okay, wait, I'm going to turn this around. So I love that. I, it's amazing. And when did you like, I know you went on your own personal journey of healing, but when did you find rapid transformation therapy? Right. So actually that came much, much later. Um, so while I was on my healing journey, I started with my business because I felt that that was what I needed to go right for me. Um, and I, I started to rebuild my business in a completely new way, in a completely different way to how I'd been taught, to how they, they tell you to do it in the books, to how every single business coach out there tells you to do it. And I decided to do it in a completely intuitive way and in what I now call my feminine energy way, because the masculine energy way um, was not sustainable, particularly for me as a woman, um, because it meant hustle, hustle, hustle. So I rebuilt and sold my business within 18 months from 2008 to 2019. Um, and during that time, I started also coaching and helping other women uh, to set up their business. So I originally started as a business coach, but by the time I sold my business at the end of 2019, I was so far along in my own healing journey. Um, I had kind of naturally unlocked so many beautiful gifts that I didn't even know I had while I was supporting other people, while I was helping other people. Um, and I started doing, you know, during my coaching sessions with women, meditation has always been a big part of this, this journey. And during our meditations and my intuitive healing sessions, shall we say, supporting my business coaching clients, I started going into past life regressions just spontaneously with them. And I was like, oh, wow, what do I do with this? <laughs> like I did not even expect that that was something that I could do. And it was um, in 2019, after I sold my business, where I decided yeah, this is what I want to do. I just want to help people heal and women specifically. I want to help women heal and I want to go deeper into, um, into this work, into working on the subconscious mind. And that was what led me to um, the wonderful Marissa Peer's uh, Rapid Transformation Therapy, which is a hybrid between traditional hypnotherapy and neuro-linguistic programming. So wonderful. So, so I'm curious then with the past life regression, what, how was that? That just came right as you're working with people and how was that starting to, to support your clients? Like, like, let's say even in business coaching, cause you don't necessarily, I mean, I don't think everybody's walking around thinking, wow, I should get some business coaching and I should, you know, do some past life regression along with that and putting those together. Yet, I mean, you and I both know, and a lot of people that listen to the show know how powerful that can be. So how is that occurring together for you? Right. So in, um, in my business coaching, the, the work that I was doing was it naturally kind of evolved into mindset coaching because people don't actually struggle that much with strategies because um, there is a formula, right? There is a way that you can read the data and change the way that you do certain things or your target or your product or this or that. And you can refine your offering until you find your sweet spot in your business. Most of the blocks, and I would say like 
90% of the blocks that people have in running their business has to do with their mindset uh, and has to do with their beliefs about what they're capable of achieving and what they're worthy of receiving. And that was kind of, I feel like that was where the past life regressions like suddenly started coming up was some of the unhealed traumas that I was helping them reprogram and um, redefine may not necessarily even be from this life. It may be from your ancestral uh, line. It may be from a previous life. It may be from your DNA. So if you can heal that on a cellular level, you can become abundant literally on a, on a cellular level, right? To your core, to your DNA. And why wouldn't you want to explore that? Yeah, it's so amazing. And do you use the rapid transformation therapy like in conjunction with clients with, with past life regression? Yeah, so past life regressions isn't something that I, um, I always advise unless um, I can't help a client reprogram something from from a pattern that they keep reliving and re, re uh, ingraining shall we say so that's where we would go into a past life because most people that are fascinated with past lives uh, they they want to explore that because they think oh I used to be Cleopatra or I must be <laughs> a queen or some princess or whatever and the reality is that you may not have been anyone that spectacular and that's always a little bit disappointing to them but the the whole point of going into past lives is to understand how, why, when, and where you picked up um, a certain belief or a certain program that you've been continuing and you've been re-imprinting, right, in, in your present life. Yes, exactly. And I think you bring up a good point. It's, you know, the ego steps in there, right? It's like, oh, I was a queen in a past life. And it's like, really what serves is, is looking at, like you said, the programming and a lot of it is, you know, going to be found in this lifetime in childhood and things of that nature. Mm. Um, but to be able to go back when there's, uh, something in the lineage, like what a gift is that? Right. Because I know some people have the experience of not being able to put a finger on certain things. Like, I just don't know where this comes from. I don't, you know, I don't understand. Like, I don't have a reference point for it. And many times, you know, if that's the case, it may be linked to another lifetime. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are always really, really fun. And they're always really insightful. But as you said, uh, most of the blocks, most of the beliefs are from your um, formative years. Yeah, definitely. So how, so... So we create these, we have these experiences, we create these beliefs, right? And we're not really conscious of the beliefs that we have. So when you're working with somebody, how is that working for you? Like, does someone come and say, well, I'm stuck in this area and you go in there? Like, what's the, how do you know where to start with the beliefs? And, and what's the most important one to clear? So I used to do one-to-one coaching um, with my with my female clients, and I discovered that actually it was really really interesting how um, although they think that their particular experience is very unique, we all pretty much have the same beliefs, 
And that's why I created a group program, which is essentially a self-love program, but it's a self reprogramming program, if you will, because most of the beliefs and most of the shame and most of the trauma that we carry, particularly as women, are so, so common. And it doesn't even matter like when or where you particularly picked up that belief. The point is that we carry these same beliefs and traumas and, and shame um, in our physical body. And if you don't, if you don't heal that, if you don't release that, that is determining your frequency. And therefore that is keeping you from receiving the abundance that you desire and that you deserve so it's kind of like working on the ice that is under the surface of the water when you're looking at an iceberg you can be doing as many affirmations as you want and you can be saying the right things and being positive and being um you know practicing law of attraction all the rest of it and vision boards and blah 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 if you're not working on the subconscious because like 80 percent of your frequency is your subconscious mind. If you're not working on the subconscious, then you're only just touching the tip of the iceberg. And your subconscious mind is really that three-year-old that is driving the truck, whether you realize it or not. And on a conscious level, you'd never let a three-year-old drive a truck. So why would you let it drive the truck on a subconscious level? Yeah, it's so true. And what is it like from coaching women and seeing that there is so much crossover between the traumas and the things that need to be healed? What is the, obviously you call it self-love, like the program's about self-love. What was it that you saw in, in coaching different women that made you choose, right, to, to center it around the concept of self-love? Mm -hmm. So for me, everything is love or fear. It's black or white. Everything that we experience, everything that life has to offer is neutral. But your personal experience of everything, whether it's positive or negative, has to do with whether you are leaning into love or leaning into fear. And if you have an, a default setting, shall we say, to lean into fear, you will constantly experience pain. You will constantly experience um, disappointment. You will constantly pick the wrong man to fall in love with or be overseen for a promotion at work. And that becomes a pattern, right? And the more that you relive a pattern over and over and over, that becomes your truth. And once you've accepted it as truth, as fact, that I'm simply unlucky in love, or it's because I'm a woman that I don't get the, the income that I wanna make, or I don't get promoted and my male colleagues get promoted around me, that becomes your reality. But you can absolutely flip the coin and change your reality by leaning into love, by leaning into what is good. And that requires healing your outdated belief system and reprogramming with updated truths, with updated beliefs that support your desires and your expansion. Mm, beautifully said, so true. So um, I'm just curious about like what happens when let's say 
in your program or when people have worked um, with rapid transformation therapy, what is to be expected on the other side of of learning about the subconscious and learning how to repattern? Like what are what are some stories or some things you can share with us about the after effects? Mm. So uh, rapid transformation therapy is incredible because because you are in hypnosis, we basically go straight into the subconscious mind and we go straight back into the memory bank, if you will, to try and identify the root cause and reason for certain habits or behaviors or beliefs. Uh, and you can do the very same for addictions as well and also physical ailments and diseases. We can find the root cause and reason for our body um, manifesting disease and sickness and, and illness. Um, and once you understand that's like 80% of the game. Understanding where this seed was planted will help me to debunk this myth because if it was in my formative years, that was when I, when I was a child and I had a very limited experience and a very limited understanding of the world around me and of people around me. And if I've formed certain beliefs at the age of five, maybe at five they were relevant and at five they served a purpose, they protected me. But at 35, your five-year-old beliefs no longer serve a purpose and they're no longer relevant. And what they do is they hurt you and they keep you hurting yourself and sabotaging yourself over and over and over by repeating these habits, behaviors, and patterns and thoughts, right? Um, so there are three ways in which people transform when we talk about transformation. And the first way is instantaneously. Once you understand how, why, when, and where you imprinted a certain belief or a behavior or a pattern, you make a choice that this is no longer relevant and it's an instantaneous uh, transformation. The second way is gradual transformation. So that requires me to um, install new habits, right? Create new habits that support me. So when we, when we used to say it takes 21 days to form a new habit, research has actually shown that now it requires 60 days to form a new habit because we're so distracted um, by technology, by phones, by everything. Therefore, we need longer uh, now to install new habits and new behaviors. Um, and then the third and final way that someone will transform is when they've become, when they are too attached to the problem. Let's say someone has chronic fatigue syndrome, and I have had clients that have had chronic fatigue syndrome. Um, it's become such a part of their identity that they're not actually ready or willing to release that part of themselves just yet so they will go back in into their memory bank and identify how identify how why when and where they imprinted this belief and <clears throat> excuse me created this um this you know disease if you will in their body but because it's become such a big part of their identity it takes a period of slowly releasing it so it's almost like your ego is still holding on to that part of you and then maybe it'll be one year 
or two years or, or three months even before you recognize that, oh, I'm actually less tired than I used to be and I can walk for longer and I can exercise and I can do yoga now. And I wasn't able to do that a year ago or six months ago. So they don't even recognize that the transformation is taking place. But as soon as you've identified the cause, then slowly, slowly your ego does start to release it. So awesome. It's really incredible. And I always say it's so true. Like the second you can see something, meaning Mm -hmm. like go back and know where this began and the belief, like it's the energy around it just starts to dissipate. Mm -hmm. Like that's how I experience it. Like it's like once someone becomes consciously aware, because most of these things we're not consciously aware of, Mm -hmm. right? Like, and so the second we become like someone, you know, you take someone back there and you show them what it is and you answer the question, like, here's where this began and here's where this seed was planted. And it just Im- immediately, like, cause I, I see the energy, like the energy just starts to break up around that. Like, meaning it doesn't have the same hold. It operates, you know, underneath our conscious mind, right? Like we can't see it. Therefore it's there, it's, it's imprinted, it's operating. And when you just shine the light on it, Mm. it's like, it starts to just have holes in it. Right. Like it might not be going away right away. Like you said, it's not all immediate for all Mm -hmm. things because people self-identify with it, but you, but you start to see that energy break up. Right. And then if people continue down the path of like thinking in a new way, seeing themselves in a new way, that energy just goes. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's it's a little bit like, you know, uh, monster shadows on the wall. As soon right. as you turn around and you, sh- and you shine a light on it, you'll see that the object is actually really quite small. But as long as you're keeping your shadows behind you and not in front of you, you you're not seeing them, you're not facing them. Yeah, it's such a good analogy. So for people that want to know more about this, where can they find the program? Where can they find you online? So online... Um, you can find me on Instagram uh, and on I'm active on Facebook as well at Art of Aligned Living. And my website is also www.artofalignedliving.com. Wonderful. So amazing. Such important work. I mean, really, like this is at the heart of everything. You know, I always say like sometimes we want it. We, we're in a culture that wants to build things all the time, like create this and build that. And, and it's all very bright, shiny objects. But, mm-hmm. but if you don't look at this stuff, right, mm-hmm. you're always going to run into problems building, right? You're always going to, your edge of your reality, right, is capped at these, at these um, traumas, right? And hurts. Yeah. And, and so I feel like it's a little bit backwards from the way people normally think about it because there's this big drive to build. <laughs> but, but I'm like, if you go and you cultivate the soil first, right? By looking yeah. at this stuff, then things get built really quickly. And if you're building on quicksand, you're never going to be able to go up a level because by the time you start building the second level, you're going to sink, right? Exactly. That's what I say. I'm like, you're going to have bubble gum trying to keep those walls up, right? (laughs) Once you go up like two or three floors. (laughs) So really, really important. Awesome. And I'm going to ask you the four questions we ask all of our guests um, based on the anatomy of transformation. The first question is, 
what is a big truth that you've come across? Like sometimes we are going through life and, you know, we just come across something and it feels so resonant. It feels so like, oh, this is this thing that is so true for me. And when we start to incorporate this new way we see ourselves or life or this new truth, it can be a catalyst and it starts to get us thinking in new directions and looking at new perspectives. What's something like that that you have come across in your life? So for me, the only thing that is ever true is present because the past no longer exists. The past is all perception and the future has yet to be determined. The only thing that exists ever is right here, right now, the present moment. What is my present action, my present thought, my present feeling? Mm, so beautiful. So along your journey, I'm sure you weren't always as present to that. Um, what, what had to be released for you to be powerfully present, like limiting beliefs, ways of being, ways you saw yourself, anything like that? I absolutely had to release being a victim, being a victim that life was happening to me and everything is happening to me and there is nothing that I can do about it no matter how hard I try. That was the biggest part of my identity that I needed to release and heal and lay to rest so that I could rewrite and become a more empowered an empowering woman. Mm, so beautiful. And what was your experience of life after that? Like, how did your, whether it be like your daily life or the way you saw yourself or, you know what I mean? Your feeling, like when you get up every day, how did that shift for you? Gosh, it's, it's still such a process. Every day is better than the day before. I still can't believe that, um, 2020 for me has been the most abundant, the most beautiful, blessed year amongst all this chaos that's happening around us. And that had everything and has everything to do with my perception and releasing fear. Mm, I love that. It's so beautiful. It has been like it's very interesting because this year, you know, it was all obviously a year of waking up for people being shaken up. Right. in a lot of ways, like a collective, right. Mm -hmm. Transformation, like a collective pain to wake up, right. Type of year. And, and yet it's interesting because I talked to so many people, be it clients and also interviews and things. Mm -hmm. This has been for some people who often say that, you know, they went through a massive, like pull the rug out from underneath you transformation prior to this, right? Mm -hmm. Like for people who say, yeah, in 2000, like in 2016, I went through this. In 2012, I went through this. It has been like for those people, just my own study I'm doing, mm -hmm. um, it, th this year has been a real like step into another level for them. Like, yeah. And it's been an interesting thing. They all kind of say the same thing. Um, like they say, it's just, it's been almost surprising because like there is this collective, you know, wake up call going on and in so many different ways. Um, but it's like, they went through their wake up call like prior to this, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of them feel like this is my time to really help and support um, because I went through, you know, the really, really tough, you know, transformation that I went through. So, so it's interesting. I love that you share that. 
Mm. And it, it really has been such a year of um, contradiction. And this is simply the duality of life. You know, for there to be life, there is death. For there to be good, there is bad. And as I said, everything in life is neutral. Um, what determines our experience is whether we're leaning into light, into love, or fear. Yeah, it's so true. And the fourth question is about a, alignment. Like, what is it for you that are either practices or rituals or ways of being that help you feel like you stay at the highest frequency in an alignment that feels good for you? Mm. So it's um, it's obviously having a routine to make sure that your, your stored energy is high vibration and then working on your transitional energy. So the things that will pull you out of your body, like triggers or people or situations or stress or whatever. And it's always about starting the day and ending the day with a centered grounding practice whatever that is for you for me it's meditation for me it's it's journaling for someone else it might be going for a run it might be um it might be yoga it might be i don't know head banging to metallica whatever that is <laughs> you have something that grounds you that centers you at the start and at the end of every day yeah Agreed. It's such a beautiful thing. And thank you for coming on and thank you for sharing about this. I think, you know, I, I like to always say like, this is where the work begins and ends. And this is how creation happens. And you're, you're definitely doing some beautiful and important work. And I know it's not easy to go through the big life shift and big transformation that you went through. Um, but look at what, you know, comes of that. And that's obviously a divine, beautiful thing. Absolutely, girl. I mean, you got to burn some some things down, right? You got to break down some buildings if you want to build new ones. <laughs> so yeah, I now see everything as a blessing, as a gift, because you can never connect the dots moving forward. You can only ever connect them moving back. And once you've taken responsibility for yourself and decided that I'm going to be actively co-creating the life that I want. Uh, it, it becomes fun. It can be quite playful. It's so true. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Great information. And thank you for doing the work you're doing in the world. Thank you. You too. Thank you for bringing the light. <laughs> I'm Shauna Lee, and you've been listening to the Soul Frequency Show podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Soul Frequency. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this show. Join me next week for more powerful awakenings and positive vibes.